0: Welcome to treadmill talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind numbing cardio. While I use my no bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello. And thank you for listening to episode 36 of treadmill talks, the one about sleep. This is an episode that I've actually been meaning to do for quite a while now. Because sleep seriously plays such an unbelievably pivotal role in our lives, like way more than my younger self ever realized, and way more than I think most people probably realize. What finally gave me the kick in the ass to record an episode about sleep was this bullshit we refer to as daylight savings time. Having lived in Arizona my entire life until just a couple of months ago, this is the first time I've ever had to actually experience daylight savings firsthand since Arizona doesn't partake in this stupid crap. And it turns out that it is, in fact, just as horribly obnoxious as I expected. Sure, the sun going down an hour earlier is annoying and confusing, but that's not even really my beef. I'm super grumpy about is the fact that there is so much goddamn evidence that daylight savings negatively impacts people's health, which is partially due to the seasonal depression that can occur when the sun goes down at fucking 4 p.m. every day. But it's also because it messes with people's sleep. And our sleep plays a huge role in our health. So this is why it's pissing me off. Because I have put so much work into getting my body into a good circadian rhythm, and I do not like when my sleep is fucked with. Because it throws off my whole day. Sometimes even two days if it affects my sleep the next night too. Which is one reason why I'm actually not a huge fan of traveling far away, at least not too frequently, because the time changes and the jet lag fuck with me so hard. So I want to be stubborn and just boycott this whole fucking day like savings bullshit. And I'm seriously considering just being more of an early bird during the winter months so that I don't have to adjust my body's sleep schedule. But I don't know. It's really only been a few days, and I suppose I could just shut the fuck up and be an adult and deal with it like everyone else in the world, except for people in Arizona. Lucky bastards. Anywho, now that I've gotten that little rant over with, let's talk about why sleep is so important, shall we? Sleep is our body's way of essentially recharging our battery. Just like how you have to charge your phone so it doesn't die humans have to sleep so we don't die no but like literally okay it would be super hard to die from sleep deprivation but technically it is possible that's how much of a role it plays on our bodies because when we use the term recharging we're basically referring to our hormones balancing back out sleep is when our body re-regulates a ton of hormones So when we are deprived of sleep, those hormones just stay out of whack. And if we continue to become sleep deprived, those hormones continue to get more out of whack. And it can lead to shit like anxiety, depression, paranoia, stress, high blood pressure, heart attacks, increased hunger, lowered libido, and it can impair training recovery. Believe it or not, that's just the tip of the iceberg, too. There's plenty of other shit that sleep deprivation can do to the body, but why does it cause all of these negative side effects? Well, let's start out by explaining what circadian rhythm is. We've got these two very important hormones, cortisol and melatonin, and they play off of each other. When we've got a good circadian rhythm going, our cortisol is highest right after waking and it gradually tapers down as the day progresses. Conversely, Melatonin increases as the day progresses, and it is the highest before going to sleep. But there are about a gajillion things that can fuck with cortisol and melatonin. Cortisol is our stress hormone, so when we are stressed, be it mentally or physically, our cortisol can increase, which subsequently suppresses the release of melatonin, making it harder to fall asleep. Caffeine and exercise can also increase cortisol which is why it is recommended not to partake in either of those close to bedtime. Blue light, like the light that our phones and TVs emit, can suppress our body's ability to produce melatonin. And regularly supplementing with melatonin can actually inhibit your body's ability to naturally produce it after a while too. That's just to name a few things though. But when cortisol and melatonin get out of whack, it throws off your circadian rhythm making sleep more of a challenge. And then that's when things can really turn into a shitstorm. Because like I said, sleep is when a ton of our other hormones are regulated. Included in that list is our sex hormones. And when our sex hormones don't get a chance to normalize, it can not only lower our libido, but even increase the chance of things like infertility. It can also affect our menstrual cycle. Studies have shown that women who regularly sleep less than six hours per night are more likely to have irregular and uncomfortably heavy periods. And along with all of the sex hormones that can get wacky from sleep deprivation is, you guessed it, testosterone, which plays a role in all of the shit I just mentioned, but it's also a huge factor when it comes to progress with training. You need to have healthy levels of testosterone to be able to build muscle. You also need another hormone called human growth hormone, also known as HGH, which can also be negatively affected by poor sleep. All of this ultimately leads to poor recovery, which is going to slow your progress in the gym. I mean, think about it. Not only are you going to feel more fatigued after a shitty night's sleep, so you're not going to push as hard as you would have if you had gotten a good sleep, but if you continue, Continue to get shitty sleep after your shitty workouts then you're just tearing your body down more and more and never letting it properly recover and that's gonna become frustrating as fuck after a while another thing that can be extremely frustrating is excessive hunger and guess what sleep deprivation can cause that there's plenty of reports that lack of sleep can cause people to become overweight And this is partially due to the mere fact that if you are awake for a longer amount of time, then you are more likely to eat more food. But poor sleep can also affect our hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin is our hunger hormone. Its job is to send a signal to our brain when it is hungry and needs to eat. Leptin is our satiety hormone. Its job is to signal to our brain when it is full and no longer needs to eat anymore. But when we don't get enough sleep, These guys don't get a chance to recharge and balance back out, so they can start to send some pretty weird signals to our brain, or they'll just stop sending signals. Oftentimes, when we don't get enough sleep, ghrelin will get way too high, and it will constantly send a signal telling us that we are hungry and need to eat. And that sleep deprivation also causes our leptin levels to get way too low, which basically stops the signal that should be sent telling us when we are full. So we've got quite the recipe for disaster if our goal is fat loss. Because not only are we awake for longer, which increases the likelihood of eating more than usual, but we constantly feel hungry and we never feel full. Cue binge eating. I know I have a tendency to exaggerate quite a bit. I was a theater nerd in high school. What do you want from me? But regularly getting a good sleep can seriously change your life. When you're able to get your body into a good circadian rhythm and you can regularly get seven to nine hours of sleep per night, not only is your progress in the gym going to improve, But it's also going to lower your chance of sustaining an injury since your recovery will improve as well. Your digestion can improve. Your immune system will become stronger. You'll lower your chance of health problems like diabetes and heart disease. Your brain will literally just function better. And you'll probably become more of a pleasant person to be around too. Unfortunately, though, I see so many people struggling with getting good quality sleep. They'll claim that they're used to getting six hours per night, but then they'll complain about horrible PMS or they'll be struggling to lose weight or build muscle. So they'll ask me to increase their protein or recommend a supplement or something, which reminds me, carbs help with sleep, Seriously. sleep. If you've ever noticed yourself craving carbs when you're stressed, it's because carbs can lower cortisol levels. And when cortisol gets lower, it allows your body to start producing melatonin. So you can calm the fuck down and go to sleepy town, which leads me very nicely into the last segment of this episode, ways to improve your sleep. And I'll start by saying eat carbs, Not just in general, but consuming carbs before bed can actually help a lot of people get better sleep. This can be somewhat tricky to structure into a good nutrition plan, though, because when it comes to training and recovery and stuff, you typically want to structure the majority of your carbs around your workouts, especially if you are in a fat loss phase and your carbs are on the lower end. And you don't want to eat too close to bed because that can actually make it harder for your body to fall asleep since it is trying to digest hey this is all shit that I can help you with if you're interested. The best thing you can do for getting into a good circadian rhythm though is creating a structured routine. Ideally you would wake up at the same time every day, eat at the same times, train at the same times, and do everything at the same times so that your body can get used to it and everything will just fall right into place. But clearly that isn't reality for a lot of us so just Do the best you can with your schedule and try to stay as consistent as you can with as much as you can. But definitely try to go to bed and wake up around the same time each day. Making up for shitty sleep over the weekend is not a thing. It can actually exacerbate the issue since it throws off your schedule more and more. If you want to be lazy and stay in bed a bit longer on Saturday mornings, then I can appreciate that. But I would really advise that you don't wake up a whole lot later than you do during the week. Another thing you can do to help improve sleep is limit the amount of blue light you are exposed to. Doom scrolling Instagram or going down a rabbit hole on YouTube right before bed is only going to suppress your body's release of melatonin. Put the phone down and grab a book or something. Or if you have to look at screens at night, perhaps because of your job or something, be sure to put your phone on night mode. This will filter out a good amount of that blue light. I also highly, highly recommend investing in some blue blocker glasses. Shit, it's not really even an investment. I think the first pair I ever used was like $10 on Amazon, and they 1,000% worked. As someone who stares at screens all day for work, I totally noticed a difference in my sleep after I started wearing them. Now my prescription glasses even have blue light blockers. Another thing you can do to help with sleep, and I know a lot of y'all aren't going to like this one either, but avoid caffeine later in the day. The reason caffeine helps you feel more awake is because it suppresses your body's ability to release melatonin and caffeine stays in your system for a while. So even though you might not feel like it is still helping you stay awake, it is for sure still preventing you from falling asleep. I'd also recommend getting into a good bedtime routine if you can. This doesn't have to look super fancy either. My routine is as simple as taking my dog out one last time, putting on my pajamas, drinking a cup of decaf hot tea while I watch an episode of Bob's Burgers with my Blue Bockers, of course, and then I brush my teeth and get into bed. But if you want to make it into a whole ritual where you stretch or meditate or read an entire book or something, then more power to you. But the last thing that I highly advise you to do is take a look at your sleeping environment. If you're sleeping in a room that gets a lot of light, then go get some blackout curtains or try one of those eye masks. If you tend to keep your house or your bedroom on the warmer side, then you may want to consider turning your AC down at night and turning it back up in the morning because cool air is proven to promote better circulation and muscle relaxation. And people who sleep in cooler rooms generally report waking up, feeling more refreshed and energized. And I will attest to this. I love sleeping in a colder room with a cozy blanket. I've been doing it for years and I didn't really even notice how much of a fucking difference it made until about a month ago when I went to visit my parents back in Arizona and I stayed in their guest room. Okay, so my dad is your typical dad who is weirdly crazy about the thermostat and being that it was still about 100 degrees in Arizona when I went to visit them, he understandably didn't want to make the house too cold because he didn't want to have to pay for the electric bill. I get it but oh my god did i sleep like shit i literally even tried to have a discussion with him the next day about why sleeping in a cooler room has been scientifically proven to be beneficial <laughs> so i don't know if you're in a situation like that then maybe you can get a fan or a window ac unit or something a fan can also be great to use as a noise maker which is another thing i recommend i sleep best when there is white noise And when I'm at home, I just tell Alexa to play white noise. It's Fucking awesome. But I know some people like actual noisemakers where it sounds like they're at a beach or in the forest or something. And I'm sure you could get an app like that on your phone nowadays. I have an app on my phone called Bedtime Fan that I use when I'm traveling and sleeping in a place that doesn't have my beloved Alexa. It's just white noise, but I'm sure that there are other apps out there with those ocean and forest sounds. Man, what a time to be alive, huh? (laughs) Okay, actually one more thing that I would love to recommend for anyone out there who is struggling with an anxious mind keeping them awake is this podcast called Nothing Much Happens. This podcast is bedtime stories for grown-ups. And there are actually other podcasts out there that use this same concept, but Nothing Much Happens is the only one I've personally used. What's super cool about these stories is that, well, Nothing Much Happens. So it's not like you're super into it and need to know what happens next. The narrator just has this magnificently calming voice and she reads a really boring story in a way that is just super warm and cozy feeling. And the whole idea is actually something called brain training. They go over the concept at the beginning of each episode. But basically, if you listen to the stories every night, you eventually train your brain into understanding that it is time to go to sleep. And I swear to you it works. When I first started listening to the podcast, I had to replay each episode multiple times. But I kept listening to it every night, and eventually I would fall asleep after just one telling of the story. Then, no joke, it got to a point where I would fall asleep before she even started reading the story. And now I don't even need to listen to them anymore. I legit just get into bed and fall asleep. Well, for the most part, I'm still human, so some nights are easier than others. But the point is, I swear by this podcast, it is pure gold. If you guys know of any other ways to improve sleep, I would love it if you would share them with me, because I'm always trying to help my clients with their sleep, and no case is ever the same. And if you liked this episode, please, please, please share it with a friend or to your social media or something, so that we can get the rest of the world sleeping better, too. Hell, maybe if we all sleep better, there wouldn't be as many grumpy gusses out there. Thank you for listening to treadmill talks. If this episode taught you something lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my treadmill talk.